Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hello, Rich. I didn't do that. I know. I was waiting. I was waiting. One to week. See. One week. I remember. One week. I won't. I, I was waiting to see what you were doing. Just the two of us today. I know. No producer. I can roll with the punches. No Garrett Price. Nope. No Jared. Nope. They're out there like swapping spit. They're both sick. They are. They're like, hey, we're sick. Do you want us to come? We're like, no, no, hundred percent, no. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of you asking me those stupid questions. So it's just us today, and uh, we're talking about some topics about league formats and settings. Yep. It's a good time of the year for that. We're a lot of people are going to be out there starting new dynasty leagues, Absolutely. right? Yep. And it's funny because I got a question on Twitter an hour ago going, Hey, I'm going to start a new dynasty league. How do you think I should set it up? I'm like, well, that's just funny. You asked because check out our show tomorrow on either YouTube or anywhere you can find a dynasty podcast. And we're going to be talking about just that topic, that same subject. What a quinky dink. I was going to say subject. And I said topic and I was like, oh, I should have said subject. I'm like the yin to your yang. It's perfect. Thanks. Jen. I complete you. So let's start off with, um, the, the top of the format before we get into some like of those special nuances that we do sure. in leagues that we feel the two you and I have been playing dynasty for over 17 years. Right. And you know, we've learned a thing or two. Has it been that long? It's been a long time. It has. I had no great 2003 when we started is when we started the league. Now they're starting to creep in. I looked at you. I had no kids. I know. I know. I've owned a couple of houses since then. I've had a couple of kids, yeah. a couple of dogs. Watched a movie here and there. Started a website. <laughs> <laughs> started a podcast. And been talking dy- we've been talking dynasty ever since we started the league. Yeah. So we've learned a couple of things about what works. And so now the big thing here is for dynasty, I think to start off, Matt, most importantly, is like what works for your league. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what works for us. Like there, you can take dynasty so far from when it rules, like the Scott Fishbowl rules to Absolutely. just regular like redraft rules. Like, hey, one quarterback, two running backs, three raw receivers, a tight end. Please don't use kickers and defenses. We'll right. talk about that too. You're right. And I think I think the important thing is to know that what's right for us and what works for us might not work for you. So it's kind of one of those things that you have to evolve with, I think the, the group that you're with, right. And kind of have let, let the, let the group and their thoughts and kind of their feelings and what they're comfortable kind of guide it to where it's going to ultimately be. Cause most of the time, most of the leagues that I've been in started, I think one way and kind of evolved, um, Throughout their throughout the first three or four years, I would as say. it should be, it's yeah. a long term commitment for everybody. So that's a good way to put it. To start off is no matter what league you in, you're in, the commissioner should have one big task: is collecting the money and make sure everybody gets paid. Besides that, every league should be run like a democracy, right? Every year at the end of the year, hey, let's put some. Does anybody have any suggested rule changes? Mm-hmm. Right? If you do, let's put it to a vote, and that vote should you know. Yeah, exactly. Whoever, whoever, you know, the majority uh, should, should win out. That's how we run our leagues. Obviously that's not going to work for everybody. There are certain leagues where you don't know everybody and, and, and there'll be like a a person or two or three or four that really don't want to get with the program, I guess. And get with the program and be cool. (laughs) So, um, there are certain times when uh, a commissioner will have to flex their muscles, but for the most part, it should be, run and organized and configured by the people that are in the league. That's, that's how you have a healthy league and a league that's going to, that's going to last. I think nothing's worse than a folding dynasty league. Right. You know, mm-hmm. cause you make all these trades. It's a problem. A lot of people will make trades for the future and there's no future. Right. It, well, it, you just wasted your money. Exactly. Nobody it, likes wasting money. Nobody and likes wasting money. Nobody likes wasting time. Like we're not going to be, no one's going to be here forever. You know, <laughs> let's not waste time. <laughs> well, Cross your fingers all you want. God's, <laughs> God's made billions and billions of people, and none of them have lasted. They've all well, got to be a first, right? <laughs> yeah. Got to be a first. Yeah. Uh, my dynasty team will live forever. I'm leaving it to my kids. There you go. And then they're gonna leave it to their kids. It's gonna be my will. Like, you want any of my money? Like, yeah, Dad. We want your eight dollars. <laughs> you got. To you have to keep the cardiac kids alive. Here's the thing. I left you five thousand dollars for your entry fees. <laughs> That for all, all my leagues that will, that will cover one year. <laughs> if you do it right, <laughs> you'll make money. Yeah, I set you up. You have yeah. you have seven twenty eighty two first. Exactly. Okay, 
you are set up for success. <laughs> 2082. That's very ambitious. Be 103. Uh-huh. Yeah, you'll be 103. Uh, <laughs> I'll be by then. I'll be. I'll, I'll still be healthy. Yeah. Cross my fingers. That'd be nice. I've been playing Dynasty <laughs> for 75 years. Um. So let's start off with the top, Matt. Superflex one QB. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite? Uh, I mean, obviously, you would ask this to me five years ago. I would say one QB because Superflex was kind of just coming on the scene, and and I hadn't played in it, and I didn't know much about it. But nowadays, I feel like the way that most leagues are run scoring wise, uh, Superflex, I think, is the way that I prefer to to play. Yeah, Superflex tight end premium is my favorite too. Yeah, just, it gives everybody a fair shake at value, which right. is it's and, it's important. Right. Obviously, uh, you know the the one QB leagues, there's a glut at the position. You know what I mean? There's, there's a couple of top, top guys, like two or three guys a year that are the difference makers. And then the guys three or four to 12 or 13 are very similar on a per game basis, I'd say. So there's not much of a differentiation. So if you, if you stretch it out and you make everyone start us or you don't make them, but in, in a super flex, the most of the time, the best option is a, is a second quarterback. Um, it kind of evens that out a little bit and, 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 and makes it makes the position of quarterback worthwhile. And in the real game, it's the most important position on the field. You know what I mean? So it, it, it at least boosts them up and, and kind of makes them even with some of these other positions, I think. Yeah, of course, Superflex, you start two quarterbacks. Superflex tight end premium is where, and you mentioned tight end premium, they get either one and a half to two points per reception. Give that tight end a little bit boost too, because those are the two in a one QB league. They're the ugly stepsister, right? Absolutely, or stepbrother, mm-hmm. but they're ugly either way. No, you care about them a little bit less. And like you said, in a one QB league, you could stream quarterbacks, right? You could you could just constantly trade for that older quarterback. Right. They're less valuable because you only start twelve of them overall, so they're not as important. Even though it's the most important position in football and in fantasy football, they give you the most points, so it should be qualified as equal value to a running back or a wide receiver. Right. And you know, in a one QB league, there's, there's probably two different, I think, major philosophies on how to approach the quarterback in, in those, in one QB leagues. And it's, you get a guy and you keep trying to get a guy that's going to be your 15 year starter. So you don't have to worry about it, which is nice, which is awesome. It, it doesn't always work out that way. Cause there's a lot of misses at the position as far as drafting. But another way to go on the converse is wait until you're competing and just spend it on an older guy like an Aaron Rodgers type of, of player who's 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 past his prime but has three or four really good seasons in him and and he's definitely good enough at the position to get you you know to to a championship and push you over the line. And all teams in one QB leagues, you know, if you go you get a guy like Rodgers, Tom Brady, you know, Peyton Manning played for a while those teams will go through their cycles of being a competitor to having to rebuild. So they will become available at some point exactly. unless unless you become fond of them. Like I've had Drew Brees on my team all 17 years of the league. I would right. or going into year 18, hopefully if he still plays. And I would never I wouldn't I would never trade him. And he was never even available. As you know, and I, I was in that league the entire time. He was never like available no, for trade. I yeah. would never make him available. Right. So, but you're right. You you're looking for that guy like Kyler Murray. Just if you drafted Justin Herbert, you hope Joe Burrow turns to that guy. Right. You draft Trevor Lawrence this year in a in a one QB league. You you hope to do that and, and just stop. But the, I I personally think the best position is what you said is wait draft those guys when they just fall to you right in the second round. Like I would never invest a first round pick in a quarterback in a one QB league. Literally never. Right. I would never, no, no matter how good not Trevor even, Lawrence not is. Not even Trevor Lawrence? No. And it, you would say right around pick 10. It'd have to be a bad class. But if there's any kind of value at running back, tight end, or receiver, I would rather go that route and then, like you said, trade for a quarterback. Right. But you'll see in those one QB leagues too, those quarterbacks always fall the second round, third round, fourth round sometimes. But usually you can get a solid quarterback in the third round of a one QB league. A guy like Trey Lance will not go until the third round of this year's draft. A guy like Justin Fields might go late second. Right. A guy like Zach Wilson, less late second. So even as a competitor, you can wait on that second best quarterback and grab those guys. Where a super flex league, those quarterbacks are going one, two, three, four, if not if not close to that, right? right? You might see a, a variance where like Najah Harris goes, 
Travis Etienne, Jamar Chase, but then Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, they're top eight in the first round, no matter what. No, no doubt about it, yeah. Even a guy like Mac Jones is going to go possibly late first to high second. I, I feel like he's going to fall into that Daniel Jones um, type of range where he's too good of a value for me to pass up maybe that late, but I can see him kind of sliding to the second round in some super flex drafts as well. So why I like super flex versus one QB and then tight end premium, of course, we're going to hear in a second as well, is because when you create more value for players, it makes the league more fun because mm-hmm. it creates more needs and it became, it. it it makes more trades come involved. And what does we love? In Dynasty, we love the startup drafts, and then we love making trades, right? And Absolutely. we love drafting rookies. That's what we love to do. Who who we draft in, who we trade in, when can I start another league? Yeah, you'll That's pick, Dynasty. You'll, you'll pick up a gem every now and, and, and again on the waiver wire. But the way that we run our leagues, we have super deep rosters on everybody. So there's not a lot on there. The main ways you're going to get guys is, is what you just mentioned. And that's how it should be. Yeah. So... To create that, to create that first off, like you said, to create that balance of need, and the balance of need creates trades, which always makes it. You know, if you gotta make trades, you gotta interact with your league mates, and you gotta make trade proposals. You gotta go back and forth. You know, see who's gonna get the best of the trade, who's getting lubed up, who's not getting lubed up, and hopefully you're doing a lubing. <laughs> the ban- the banter and that kind of stuff it makes for a healthy league. Like you said, you get out there and you interact with the people. In your in your league, even if they're they're strangers to begin with, these are people that you'll end up you'll getting you'll get to know them at least you'll get to know their tendencies. You know, yeah. even if you don't get to know them personally, you'll get to know their tendencies, and that's at least half the half the battle there. And you'll kind of get on some even ground with these people and and get to know them as far Virtual as what friends. they're looking for. Yeah, there, exactly. there's people I'm in leagues with. You know, since we started the site seven years ago, like Colleen Cassie. You know, I, I'm I've become friends with her over the leagues sure. over the years. And there's other people I've met, like Paul Winter. I've met that have been coming through town that we'd meet in a league. And a lot of my leagues that are old, even though these guys I've never met, we're on a, the app Group Me for a group chat all mm-hmm. the time. If you put all of us in a room together, like we'd all be able to hang out, have a beer, and talk for hours and hours on end because. We become fr- like you know we're not friends in real life, but we are fantasy football, dynasty fans, football friends, and you can grow that camaraderie. And to do that, so you want to start off with roster sizes. We always do our leagues thirty man rosters. Right. I think the most common would probably be twenty five man rosters, but we do thirty man rosters for the simple fact that the the less the waiver wire is, the less luck there is in dynasty fantasy football, and we don't want luck involved. This isn't a redraft. No, I totally agree with you. To the point where, like, we recently, this past year, we started a 14-team league, and the roster sizes were 25 just because we thought with the extra two teams that we'd limit them to 25. And in that league, I still wish they were 30 because there's people that I want to pick up that I can't because I can't cut anyone from my team. So there, that one in a 14-person league is is still, in my opinion, needs to be expanded. I need more, I need more spots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you want to do the 30 because then it forces people to make trades, right? It, it, again, you want your league set up is what we found out is the only way to better your roster is either through draft picks or through trades. And that wasn't something we came upon to begin with. That no. was something that we grew. That was that was one of these things that evolved over time. It was, I, th- I want to say we started at around, around 20. 20. Yeah. yeah, I think and, in 2003, we yeah. started like real, like, hey, 20-man roster. I think it's the same thing, like a 20 rounds. Like, this isn't enough. Yeah, and, and we quickly figured out it wasn't enough. So we, we, we kind of went on a plan where every couple, every year we added, I think, five spots or three or two, two spots, five. I can't remember what it was. We gradually got to the 30 that we were at, though, um, o- over at least two years, maybe three years. And 25 is okay, but you got to imagine if you, the difference between 25 and 30, you're literally talking about 60 extra players mm-hmm. that are available. That's a lot of players on a waiver wire that would be rostered in most leagues. So I think, I think 30 is the best. Personally. I, I personally think that that's where we landed. That's the sweet spot we landed on. Um, and any, any more than that, and you're just going to have a bunch of junk on the bottom of your roster that really shouldn't even be rostered, but any less than that. And there's some valuable pieces out there that, People, it, like you said, it makes people less inclined to to feel the need to go out and make a trade because there's somebody that, hey, that, that guy's got some potential. Why would I trade for X, Y, and Z um, people off your roster when I just I have got just as good a shot as this guy hitting that's off the way? And it comes in handy with guy, with situations where like you might find where like a guy like Garrett Gilbert for Texas or for the Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. Garrett Gilbert would never be on anybody's roster in a 1QB league, but in a Superflex league, 
Yeah. He might be uh, owned because of Dak Prescott. And then all of a sudden, Dak Prescott goes down. Garrett Gilbert's going to get a start. You could trade Garrett Gilbert all of a sudden, all of a sudden for potentially a third-round pick in a of, nice draft class. Exactly, out of nowhere. I mean, that's that's just free money you're playing with there, which is awesome. And that's... That keeps things churning, and that and that you know that's coming from a competitor. That you know the competitor is the only person that would make that kind of trade. So that that's a move that they felt like they needed to make for, to win a game that week. You know what I mean? It, it's it wasn't a long term play, but they were willing to give a third round draft pick for some short term gains there for one or two or three weeks until they plug that hole for more on a more permanent basis. Because there's nobody on the waiver wire, right? Exactly, and, and that is always the key. You want the waiver wire to be very limited. So in a one QB league, obviously there's less value on those quarterbacks mm-hmm. and the backup quarterbacks are going to be not rostered for the most part. Maybe a guy like Andy Dalton might be on a roster, but even then it's easier to cut tight end premium. Like why tight end premium? Why would you have a tight end premium league in fantasy, in dynasty fantasy football? In, I mean, in my opinion, uh, it's a, it's one of those things. Again, if you do super flex and you add in tight end premium, the roster configurations then become much more interesting in my opinion. You can you can now plug a tight end in where you would you would normally play a a, um, a second quarterback. You you're you're plugging in a tight end and you're still getting a lot of points out of that position now. So now you're making the tight end position even more interesting. Another position which is a little top heavy. There's there's usually about three or four guys every year that are I mean there's Travis Kelsey and and George Kittle and then there's kind of two or three guys that are Middle tier guys. Oh, don't T.J. Hawkins is my number two overall dynasty tight end. <clears throat> All right, so there's a total of maybe five guys that are good, and then from six to sixteen or something, they're they're all very similar players. Well, the the point and a half per reception helps a little bit more. And like you said, you, I think a big misconception in super flex leagues is like an extra flex spot. You have to start a quarterback. Right. No, 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 not so fast, Pat Sajak. It's most of the time in a in a normal super flex league that isn't tight end premium. It's what you're going to start nine times out of ten. But, like you said. Italian Premium, you have George Kittle, Mark mm-hmm. Andrews, TJ Hawkinson. You have a flex spot Darren, and a yeah, super Darren, flex spot. Uh, Darren Waller was another one that I yeah, was forgetting. You could put yep. them right into your roster, and they could score just as much, if not more points, than a guy like possibly Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. certainly Drew Locke, you know, that, that kind of situation. So, and, and again, it makes another position more valuable. So now when you come to your rookie draft, now you're looking at this in a super flex tight end premium league, you're looking like, oh, wow, look how deep this class is. Mm-hmm. Those second-round picks are extremely valuable. Where the one QB league, you're like, oh, okay, well, no quarterback in the first, maybe Trevor Lawrence. Tight Kyle Pitts still in the first, but besides that, no big deal. Superflex, you're like, okay, we've got five first-round quarterbacks. we got Kyle Pitts. we got Brevin. we got uh, Pat Fryermuth here, yep. three tight ends that are all pretty solid. Kyle Pitts can go to Superflex tight end premium league as high as number four overall, and, and you can't complain about it. And all that does is is – lengthen the amount of, of of quality draft picks that you're getting you know instead of like you said all these picks being the just first round guys now all of a sudden you're still getting quality people in the second round that would that would go in the normally in a one qb league in the first round yeah so, Jalen Waddle goes from like fourth overall in a one qb to like 12th possibly it's the same thing as in the nfl draft when all these quarterbacks get pushed up every single year all it does is really it pushes back quality guys to to other teams that don't need quarterbacks a little bit farther in the draft and if you love dynasty and you're a one qb league and everybody wants to get once you do one dynasty league it's your first one you got to do another one right like it's 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 absolutely mandatory that you start new leagues you know you got to do at least three of mine it's it's not mandatory but mandatory but good but good luck getting away you know with just doing one yeah, because what you do after you do the first right. year, I'm like, oh, if I would only know what I know now, now and I did a startup, I would crush it. And then you do a startup, like, how did I mess that one up too? I got to do another one. Exactly. Like, I, I clearly remember my first draft, and it was, I went completely young. Like, this was the first time we ever did Dynasty. No one, it was like, it was no websites. Yeah, there was no websites. There was no nothing. I, I went completely young and I was like, see you guys in 2006. <laughs> and I said it out loud and you know what? My team was garbage. It took me forever to dig out of that hole because I just went too young and it was, it was too much risk. And a lot of those picks bombed and I, and I can still see people nowadays thinking the same thing the, when you're, when you're very, when you're new to dynasty, you're thinking, man, I'm going to do like a Madden type of thing and just rebuild an entire team from scratch. And it's going to be all young players and I'm going to build them up and it's going to be great. And it's going to all come together. 
it's not the way it, not, it never not, works out. It's not the way it ends up working. Um, you, Again, you, we've been playing a while. I've never seen that work. No, you need Ever. it. You need and I'm in a lot of leagues. You need a mix of, of both. Um, but but it's 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 interesting. I mean, it's great. It's great just thinking about startups. But yeah, good luck doing one, um, and and not not getting the itch and doing a second. And if so, you should at least try a superflex tight end premium league. And I promise you're gonna love it. Like if you love dynasty, you should have that league. You should have a one QB league in your back pocket as well. You should absolutely try a superflex league and get into one of those. And worst case, if you don't like it. Be that be that jerk and back out after after a year or two. <laughs> but give it some time. Don't be that jerk. And another another option, um, you know, if if you're not going to jump right into the super flex tight end premium type of stuff, you don't want to get get crazy with that. Think of creative ways to I think tweak tweak your your scoring system. Um, and the one that this this past year that that we did in the Scott Fishbowl I think was really interesting. And and go ahead and speak about it a little bit because I can't remember all of the nuances of it, but I. I know it was you lose a point per per incompletion. Inc- per incompletion, right? You get a half a point per completion, and then it, there was a, a big bonus, uh, a first down bonus as well. You get a first fir- down a, bonus. You get a point for first down, and there was a, you lost a lot of points for interceptions, if if memory serves me. And yeah, you I did, can't remember the exact amount you lost. I think it was two, and then was it was it four? Only four for a passing touchdown. I don't recall the touchdowns too, okay. but. It, I love the four. Like it took, it was a super flex league, tight end premium, same concept. But right. yeah, it really changed the quarterback skews here, where the really good quarterbacks that were accurate right. got huge, massive games, and then the bad quarterbacks that were not would get negative points. It trued up the quarterback position because I mean, from a fantasy perspective, you can have guys that aren't necessarily the best quarterbacks, but they're but they're still hitting big plays. They're doing, you know what I mean? They're not, they're not, they're, they're throwing 50% completion, but the, the passes they're completing are bombs down the, down the field and they end up being touchdowns and you score a lot of fantasy points, but it's not like he, that's, it doesn't necessarily equate to a good NFL quarterback. And I feel like there's some systems and, and it's specifically the one that we were just talking about, I think tilts the field towards the actual better, more skilled uh, quarterbacks uh yeah, I saw a lot of analysts out there really like what Scott Fish did. And right. Scott Fish is somebody who's been running the Scott Fish Bowl for a long time. And he's been, you know, he's been tweaking it and tweaking it. And I think he, he's come up with a pretty good system that's almost perfect, right? Yeah. The first downs, you get the point per reception, point and a half for tight ends. You get uh, a point, even tight end premium, I think you get a point and a half for a first down for a tight end either as well. But you get the points for the first downs, which count because it's a big play. You get a right. first Absolutely. down. Absolutely. So it helps the running backs out big time as well. It actually just like it, which is if you want to look at it that way too, it, it really makes the, the receiver the least valuable player, and which th- makes sense because there's so many of them. There are so many of them. I was, I was going to say the exact same thing. There's, there's more now than ever. With this rookie class coming in this year, lat, these last couple of rookie classes with already the extremely talented young guys out there, next year's rookie class, it's just, it is. It's such a huge, massive influx of talent at wide receiver. So it makes it the least, still very valuable for the top end guys, but the least valuable position. So, so, so I just heard we should be advocating for four starting wide receivers now. Is that what I'm hearing? Why not? Why not? <laughs> and that's what's good about dining. You can set up any way you want. You can right. have a super flex spot, and then you have his main flex. I see. I've seen people have five flex spots. Yeah, Scott Fishbowl. They have like four flex spots. And and the the fun of the flex spots and having multiple flex spots is navigating bye weeks becomes a lot easier because then all of a sudden, all of a sudden you don't have to have, Oh man, I need four running backs. All of a sudden you don't, you need, you need three running backs and you know, five wide receivers or any kind of different kind of format, you know, configuration of your roster. You, you really want, as long as you can plug them in they're they're giving you that, the you know, 15 to 20 points or whatever. It doesn't matter how you're getting it from what position, if you have all these flex spots and there's a lot of flexibility. So Scott Fishbowl gives you that, you know, the quarterback's, bonus tiers uh there's always bonuses some people have leagues where if you the person goes over 100 yards you get an extra 10 points if you if you do there's so many different options you can do for bonuses if a quarterback throws for over 300 yards you get a bonus if if they get a kick return you know it's a bonus if you're there's so many different ways you go to bonuses you can do peer tiered ppr that's what i was gonna i was gonna mention that uh, so explain the tier the tiered ppr because i'm never i haven't been in a league with it uh but i could i kind of know what it is so a tiered ppr it just it makes the the that reception a little bit more value to scale kind of like the the two qb league where a running back will only get a half a point per reception a wide receiver get one point per reception and then a tight end one and a half points 
per reception. So oh. a tiered PPR. So a lot of people that will complain about like, oh, you know, the, when you hear people complain about PPR, like, well, why does a running back get a point for a, a little dump off pass, right? right? And he's getting 10 dump offs at the end of the points and that's seven points. It's like, okay, well, it's PPR. So some people will tier that where the running back only gets a half a point per reception, which I understand. I'm not for it. I'm, I'm all for the, the, the number one point for a full reception. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like a reception is a reception, but yeah. I get, I get where people are coming from because a guy like Tariq Cohen a couple of years ago, not necessarily a special player by any means, but he was startable in your league and it was because he was catching a bunch of passes and it's not like he was catching a bunch of passes 30 yards downfield. Like a, like a wide receiver is he was, Mostly catching dump off passes and JD McKissick this year, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, it, you, and then you're hurting those kind of guys. So JD McKissick's, Naheem Hines, mm-hmm. Duke Johnson's, Tariq Cohen's. Those guys get hurt big time when you take away the PPR. That's why I like the PPR because it gives those those guys value, right? It keeps right. those guys flowing, keeps that running back position uh, abundant with guys you could put in your roster. Because if not, you're never starting a guy like Naheem Hines. You're never starting a guy like well you. Still play those guys, but they even less value. Yeah, that's the thing. I think you know you're going to run into some people that that like the glut at the position and the fact that you have. I mean, even with those guys included, there's by no means a glut at the running back position. But there's some people that are are going to say, "Hey, I want it to be hard to get running backs because it, it's a it's a tough position to fill in fantasy football." You know, from the first time I ever played fantasy football, it's been hard to find a running back, and I don't want to make it any easier. So I'm going to do this tiered thing. So I guess that's the argument for it. I personally, I'm with you on that. I, I don't really love it. Um, to 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 take a half a point away from a running back because he's catching a three yard dump off pass. I mean, a lot can be said. Same thing can be said about a lot of tight ends. Those are hard to do sometimes. Yeah. Some quarterbacks can't make that throw. I saw Brandon Whedon. He couldn't throw the running back. No, he yeah, could, you're he going for it. Derek Anderson used to throw lasers three yards away. <laughs> Good luck catching that. But again, these are all things you talk about before you even start your league. Hey, do you guys want to do one QB tight end premium? Right. Everybody makes their case. Do you guys want to do the Scott fishbowl scoring? Do you want to do bonuses? Do you want to do tiered PPR? Do you want to add kickers defense? We'll talk about that later. There's a lot of different things we're going to talk about here, too, to help better the league. But before we do that, let's get talk about one of our great sponsors, and that is Prediction Strike. Do you wish you could have had stock in a guy like Derrick Henry before this season? Well, now Prediction Strike makes that a real possibility. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were real stocks. Prediction Strike's Prediction Strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so they can get even closer to the game. Don't just draft your favorite players. Start investing in them. Simply visit predictionstrike.com or download their app on the App Store to create an account. Then deposit funds to buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players, just like you would real stocks. The value of players will change based upon game performance, and you can trade your shares of players at any time as long as that player isn't currently in a game. They also just rolled out a new feature where you can join leagues and add friends to see what athletes they're buying stock in, how they're performing, and if your friends' portfolios are actually better than yours. Sign up today with the promo code DYNASTY to receive a free $10 with your first $20 deposit or more. And again, this app at predictionstrike.com, use that code DYNASTY to get a free $10. And what we talk about off the air and amongst ours and even in our Dynasty Nerds uh, uh, Slack channel is, wow, Prediction Strike is set up perfectly for the Dynasty player because Absolutely. we're all about buying in at the right time and selling the right at the right time. That is Dynasty fantasy football in a nutshell. So we know ahead of time, like DeAndre Swift's going to have a pretty good year this year. Mm-hmm. Like, who are some of those sleeper guys? Some guys we're going to talk in the Nerd Herd episode next. Like, who are going to be some bounce back guys? Invest in there, make a little bit of money, use that promo code dynasty and you'll get that free ten dollars check it out putting that 20 bucks i promise as a dynasty player you will like it because you're gonna make some money yeah plus it's, I, I think that's a pretty cool feature that you can um see what your friends portfolios look like you know and kind of kind of compare and contrast and see how you're doing versus them i think that's a neat 100%. feature and our other favorite people out there mm. is bud's butter that's right bud's butter is a family-owned cbd company that specializes in farming processing, and producing high-quality CBD products at an affordable price. Tanner and Levi Buds are brothers, owners, and longtime Dynasty Nerd listeners. They are running 20% off with free shipping on all orders of $20 with that code NERD. 
Once again, there's 20% off and free shipping on all orders over $20 with the code NERD. Check out all their products at BudsButter.com. That is B-U-D-Z Butter.com. Bud's Butter recently released some new THC-free products. They now have THC-free hard candies, which I have right over there. I know. I can't wait to try that. They are delicious. I just gave Matt three packs of yep. them. Um, they come in strawberry, mint, and lemon, as well as their new THC-free hazelnut and unflavored tinctures. You can have full confidence knowing where your CBD products came from at the Bud's Brothers have handled it from start to finish. It's, it's, it's You know it's clean. Be sure to use the code NERD at checkout. Get 20% off and free shipping. I use it. These nice card candies are nice because a lot of times I use that coconut oil and I put it in my coffee in the morning or after you know after a workout now, I don't have to worry about drinking hot coffee or iced coffee. I grab popping one of these candies, go about my business. Again, for me personally, the Bud's Butter CBD oil helps me like stay a little bit more focused, gives me a little bit more energy, yep. and it really helps me not be sore. And there's so many different benefits of the CBD products that you can read online and get to budsbutter.com. Make sure you use that promo code NERD, get that 20% off and free shipping. I highly recommend it. I use it in my life. Matt just got those candies. He's going to be feeling good about it too. I can't wait to, to try those candies. I, I ran out of the oil the other day, so this is perfect timing. Perfect timing. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some other things here about league setups. Deep benches, we talked about that already, about the 30-man rosters, why that's a bonus. Right. Now, taxi squads. If you don't have a taxi squad for your dynasty league, you're not doing dynasty right. No, that I that I feel like is the number one must. Like that was, uh, you know, obviously when we first started, there weren't sites that that had taxi squads, separate taxi squads, or anything like that. We went as far as I like created a, a a sheet, you know, like a spreadsheet basically, and tracked everyone's from there. It was a nightmare. Um, yeah, we ran on Yahoo. So yeah, we ran it on Yahoo. Pick people up off the waiver wire. Exactly. So, there, so there's player on the waiver wire that you couldn't actually pick up because they were on somebody else's taxi squad. No one a- ever checked, and I was all I did was <laughs> a couple of people didn't. Check. All I was all I ever did was chase after people and yell at them for for picking up other other players' taxi squad members. But now uh, nowadays, obviously, it's come a long way, and there are um, plenty of sites out there that caddy to the the, the taxi squads. You know, there's there's obviously MFL, MyFantasyLeague.com, uh, MyFantasyLeague.com. There's Sleeper, that's Flea the, Flicker, and Flea Flicker is the other one. Uh, I'm sure there's a couple of other ones that also have taxi squads at this point, but those are the ones that I know of for now. Yeah, those those are great sites. And yeah. well, we when we started again, we started Dynasty playing Dynasty when there's no websites, nothing like that, and we just made up the rules as we went. A lot yep. of those have come to be like mainstream rules. Yeah, but we called them practice squads at the time. Right. So why is a taxi squad important? Well, one, it allows you to draft a quarterback or a tight end or a receiver, and some of those t- players take two to three years to develop, right? Well, you need a place for them to develop without having to worry about cutting them if they're not that good. So we put them on your taxi squad. Now, the taxi squad means they're not a part of your, They don't count against your 30-man main roster. We have it where you can promote or demote those players on a taxi squad at a lo- as long as you want. We do the rights for three years. That's how we run our leagues. You have the rights to a player for two years. Two years. Sorry, third, two years. Third year, you have to roster them. Yep. And after three years, you have to decide to either bring them off your tax squad on your main roster or they do enter free agency. And that's where free agents come from. Now, to do that, again, this promote having a tax squad promotes trades mm-hmm. and it promotes you know, drafted, trading for draft picks. Because if you don't, why have a lot of draft picks if you have no room on your roster to put them? Right, absolutely, and and the fact that there, there's that point, which is which is great, but there's also, you know, you get a kind of a snapshot of of what you have coming, and it almost forces your hands to make to make some moves. You you know, you take a look, like say two years ago, you drafted seven players, and five of them are looking like they have some potential. You know, you know, you're going to bring three of them up. And the other two, you think I have pretty good potential, and you only have room on your roster for three players. Like you know, you can cut three players off your. You have to make a move. That that's that's someone in your. That's you yourself have to go out there and kind of search somebody. Hey, who who can I make a two for one deal with, or who can I unload two players and get a draft pick in return? And and it it forces the hand, and it happens to me all the time. You know, thirty man rosters seem big, until you until you maybe 
get have to it. cut somebody? Yeah, until you have to cut all somebody. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, ah, oh, crap, man. I do not want to cut any of these players. The, all these players have some value somewhere. And and I don't want to just throw them out to the to the waiver wire. So I, I have to make a move somewhere. And it forces your hand. It forces people that normally just want to be stingy and, and get as many good players as possible. It forces them to, to move on from some guys and and make some trades that maybe they wouldn't make if if there wasn't a taxi squad. And you got to be in position to be able to blow up your team and trade for lots of draft picks. You know, mm-hmm. if you we do six man rookie drafts is what we do in our league. Six round, yep. Six round rookie drafts. For most people, do four to five rounds. That's fine. Again, we want in our leagues we wanted to be very limited on waiver wire, so we do six round mm-hmm. rookie drafts. Because by the end of the sixth round, you're like, oh, okay, there's not many players left here. And if you say you were to trade away your team and you trade away five players for complete drafts, right? So now you have 30 draft picks in a draft. That's your whole roster of one rookie. You, you need somewhere to be able to put those players. And we do unlimited taxi squad because you, again, I see where they want to limit taxi squads. Like, oh, let's only make it a 10 man ta- taxi squad. No, you're. What's the point of that? What's the point? You're yeah. limited trade in for draft picks. Right. Again, you can't. Why would you want to trade for a whole bunch of draft picks if you can't if you have to roster them? You just won't do it. So it, it limits your league. And what you don't want to do is limit your league on trades. You want to make trades as abundant and plentiful as possible. So by do limiting your taxi squad, you're limited trades for draft picks. We're just which are one of the most common assets traded in all of Dynasty Fantasy yeah, football. Absolutely. So I mean to, to put it in a nutshell, you don't want to limit the size of the roster and you don't want to limit the taxi squad at all. And you want to have it, you want to have it a I think anything more than two years is too much, um, yeah. but anything less than two years is too too little. So for me, I mean, we we tried, we tinkered with it a little bit. You know, we there was a couple of year span there where we expanded uh, the taxi squad to three years for, for the court for the quarterback position, and I I feel like that got messy and weird, and and I didn't like how how the three year rule. I wouldn't have liked the three-year rule. I, don't, I think for anybody, yeah, you know what I mean. Right. That it got it got it got too much. It, there was too much slack. Everything gets a little stagnant when you do, you know, when you extend the, the taxi squad too long. So I feel like t- we nailed it. I think two years is is the sweet spot for that as well. Because so, usually, know if a player's and after three, two years, you should know if a player is getting worth rostering or not right. worth rostering. And sometimes you make those cuts and those guys pan out, and you're like, shit. Yeah, I no, messed up. right. No, there's the Corey Davises. There's there's the um, uh, Devontae uh, Parkers who who take four years sometimes and come and kind of come out of the blue. And sometimes you can use that in in your favor, right? Like I'm in a league where I had Joe Burrow and my team was not good. It was not going to be competitive. It was super flex. I drafted Joe Burrow and I had other guys in my roster that I didn't want to cut. So I just even though Joe Burrow would have helped my team be a little bit better, I just left him on my taxi squad. Yeah. Now some people call that intentional tanking. But he's on my taxi squad. So my argument was like, why should I have to cut somebody to bring somebody up on a team that's not competitive anyways? Right? I, I understood their po- I understood yeah. their point, but there's a way to manipulate the taxi squad. If you don't like that, you put into a rule saying, hey, if that player is worth starting, like I wouldn't just start any if I didn't have any quarterback to start, I would bring Joe Burrow up and start him. Correct. But I would put him back down, right? Like I'm in a league where we can start. I have a good roster, one of our leagues, where you can start three running backs. I have Clyde Edwards-Alaire on my taxi squad, and he will stay that because I'm stay there because I'm starting Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, and Jonathan Taylor. So I don't need Clyde right. Edwards-Alaire. Right. And just where other teams may start him, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's the same instance, right? Whatever give the quarterback. Now I needed Joe Burrow, but I don't mm-hmm. need Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And the big thing is, my argument is, okay, if I bring Joe Burrow up, I have to cut somebody. Somebody well, you don't want to necessarily cut. And maybe there's nobody I want to cut. So even though I can start Joe Burrow and he's better, but I don't have to right now, why do I want to bring Joe? Like, why do I want to cut somebody if I don't want to cut him? I I understand your logic and your argument. I have, I, I, I would make room to do it. And I get I, it. Yeah. I understand why you'd be against it, but there's no rules for it. I'm just telling you, there's ways to manipulate. There the are squad. ways to manipulate it. And you have to, I think, either get out in front of that and make a rule, like you said, or you're going to have to let things like that slide because it's subjective. It is very subjective. And, um, but the, here's the, here's the counterpoint that too. So my team is bad in mm-hmm. that league, right? Mm-hmm. So your point is like, you're bad. You should be starting Joe Burrow. He's one of your better players. But what if you're in a, what if you're not like the counterpoint then would be is if you have two good here, – here's where it gets messy, though. It's easy for that when you're bad. But say you have a team, you traded for a pick, you got a good player, and you got a guy like um, you know, Jonathan Taylor, for example. 
Jonathan Taylor is really good, or not even Jonathan Taylor. Maybe like a guy like Antonio Gibson who finishes running back one. It's not Jonathan Taylor. He's 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 high end, right? Too uh, too but high. A guy end. like yep. a, a guy like Antonio Gibson who finishes running back one, and you have your rosters, twenty five man rosters, and your running back situation is good. You just end up drafting Antonio Gibson in the second round, and you have five good running backs, and and the rest of your team is really good. You've drafted really competitive. You're a championship caliber team. All your players are good. Now, you have five running backs on your roster. Only two of them are better than Antonio Gibson. Would you have to bring Antonio Gibson up then no, to be a little not. bit better? No. So that's what I'm saying. That's where it gets really messy and subjective. That's, that's what I mean. I think, I think I would not be happy if your scenario had played out. Yeah. But there wouldn't be anything I could do about it. So I would just have to live with it. That's why I told the guys in the rule because somebody brought it up. I didn't even finish with the number one pick. And I was like, listen, if you guys don't like the rule, we can vote on it at the end yeah. of the year and change it. But like, again, it just gets, the problem is it makes sense there. Yeah. But then the counterpoint is like, well, if I had to bring up Joe Burrow, he's got to bring up Antonio Gibson. Right. Well, I don't want to cut this guy. He's good. Well, I didn't want to cut that guy. I don't want to cut, I don't know who, I didn't right. want to cut right. Nelson Aguilar. Right. Why, you know what I mean? Like it's sure. It can get like that. I'm just telling you, it can get messy both ways. It can, it definitely can. I, that's why I suggest making a rule for yeah. it so it doesn't get messy. But if you don't have a rule and that particular instance comes up, like I said, you can not like it, but there's not really much you can do. That rule would have to be worded subjective. very, very finely. Because you got to yeah. be like, oh, if you have a yep. player on your roster who's worth starting, you got to bring them up. Well, Okay, well, who is it? A wide receiver three worth right. start? Where do, where do you draw the line? No. So I the simplest it. way is, like, you have the rights to two. I just like it simple. You have the rights to that player for two years. You could bring him up off your taxi squad or or not as often as you like. As often as you like. Yep. And it's up to you. Yep. And if if you don't want to win. Start your best that. Start your best lineup. Taxi squad is what it is. And it, it, it is drastically different between yep. having a player on your active roster and not starting them than somebody in your taxi squad. Because right. again, you're forced to cut somebody. And I just don't like the idea of ever making anybody cut anybody, no matter what you think of that player. Right. He's a turd or he's not a that's turd. Where it comes, that's where the subjectiveness comes in. Because that person could value them much higher than you do for whatever reason. And, I, and I've seen other people yeah. do it too. And I've never, and I've never thought, see, I'm different. I've that's never what, thought I'm, twice about it. I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. He's, I see what he's doing here, but that's fine. Like he's, he's rebuilding. That's, that's fine. I get it. I get it. I don't love it. And the same, it, and it, <laughs> do you mean, know what I mean? Like I said, like I said, I don't no love rule, it. There's no rule against it. So there's nothing I can really I do don't, about it. I, I don't, don't love, love it, it, but I think that I personally think it's how it should be. Same reason. Yeah. If you like, same reason, if you have a good roster mid season, right. And yeah. there, there is a guy on the waiver wire and your team's pretty solid mm-hmm. and you can't pick. You're like, Oh man, I want to pick this guy up. Like, Oh, who do I, who do I cut? Who do I cut? Right. Who do I cut? There's my cut. Oh, but I have Jonathan Taylor. I could put him on my taxi squad. I'm a, now, obviously, if you can put him on there, you have other good running backs, right? Sure. People might not like that move of putting Jonathan Taylor on your taxi squad, but you're doing it so you can pick up other player that might be a, a potential hotness. asset. Down the, the, the new hotness, yeah. Say, it's the same exact thing that sure. I would, you know what I mean? It's the same exact thing because he might be the only player you have the option to put on your taxi squad. I've been there too where I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, man, I don't want to put this player on my taxi squad because I need him, but I really want to pick up this player. And I've done that. You know, I put that player on knowing I'm taking a hit at that position a little bit because I want to add that player. Now, most times that player wouldn't pan out or I was using, say like, say like all your quarterbacks are on a buy and you want to pick up this other quarterback. Cause he's like Garrett Gilbert, for example, sure. mm-hmm. the only person you could cut, put down your tax squad is Jonathan Taylor. Well, you're going to put down Jonathan Taylor and pick up the quarterback for just a week and then put him back down. Same thing. Yep. You know absolutely. I, mean? just, I, I totally get it. I it's mean, it's very I, subjective of when sub, you do it, when it's you don't. It's subjective. And that's, uh, that's fantasy football in a nutshell. Everyone's got a different opinion. That's why my, that's why my rankings are different than yours and yours are different than Garrett's yep. and every, it's all subjective. So the taxi squad, it's important. It can cause some controversy and you can manipulate it. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all of that. Yes, in, it is. All of um, that in one fun taxi squad. Now there's also divisions you do. Do you mm-hmm. like divisions? We've done it. I've done it in leagues. We've tried it and not I, a fan. Not really. I don't really like it. No, not a fan. you end up playing a small group. It really just it it closes your group down even more and, and gets you in a small little bubble, um, which isn't what I I feel like this is for. You no, know what I mean? It's already 12, 14 it's, people. It, like exactly. it's a small bubble. As it's it a is. small bubble. You don't need it to be smaller. Um, I get why some people like it. Like if 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 you're in a league of relative strangers and you just want to be in a bubble with just yourself or you know and your three friends, then do divisions, I guess, and 
and you know, then you only see the other people, you know, here and there, and then once, in, the, in the playoffs, yeah. And then teams that aren't as good get in the playoffs because they won their division, or right, that's the thing. Or maybe just like you have a really good team, but you're in a really everybody in your team's division, and then you have a garbage division, and those. I, I don't like it. No, I don't like. I don't like it either. Um, you know, our our main premise. Uh, on, I think the way we set things up and, and why we like dynasty is, you know, you say it all the time when you're, even when you're losing, you're winning. If you do divisions, you could have a really crap record, but end up, you know, like you said, squeaking into the playoffs or something. Normally with that same record, you would have been picking fourth, but all of a sudden now you're picking seventh, you know, yeah. cause you were bounced first in the playoffs. I, I think it's silly. I, I don't like divisions personally. Yeah. Can't stand divisions yeah. is a stronger word. I think they're terrible. I don't think they're good. And I, I don't think they're fun. Um, a rule that we do have that I think is fantastic is if you make the playoffs, right? So yeah. you make the playoffs. Most dynasty teams, 12-man leagues, six teams make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Top two teams get a bye. Right. After that, the, the two teams that lose that first round mm-hmm. play each other. Yeah. Now, toilet bowl of sorts. The toilet bowl. The loser's bracket. Right. You know, your turd, your turd. Play for the plunger. Hey, let's see who's a bigger turd. (laughs) Turd. So the problem with that game is what we learned. Yeah. Nobody wants to win that game. Right. Because the winner gets the worst draft pick. Gets a crappier draft pick. They go the eighth pick over the seventh pick for the rookie draft. And so we saw a lot of tanking in that game are the first few years that we we did this. People weren't starting their best lineups. They were leaving Joe Burrow on their taxi squad. (laughs) Um so we, we figured that out real quick after mm-hmm. a couple of years saying, okay, we're going to change this rule. Yep. The winner of the loser's bracket gets to higher draft. Pick. Yeah, so that, that person will get the seventh pick as opposed to the eighth pick in, the, in a 12-man league. And yep. you're still playing for something, to, even when you're losing, you're, you're winning. winning. So we recommend this for every dynasty league possible. It's a true game changer. The, loser, the loser's bracket bowl plays for the higher pick. So when they play... Somebody's getting the seventh pick. Somebody's getting the eighth pick. Yeah, and those are real stakes. I mean, I mean, there are some people that do like, um, gosh, I'm trying to think. They do other kind of prizes for that game or something like that. But who wants a prize? No, I want a. Pick. I want a better. I want, I want yeah. a better player. I want Kyle Pitts. <laughs> yeah, ex- okay, exactly. So, and, and there's a a lot of drafts. There's a vast difference between the seventh yeah. player and the eighth player. In in certain draft years, that is a huge difference. That's where the cliff is at, and. It makes a big difference, man. So if you, if you can string together that one last win, you get you get the better draft position. I think it makes all the sense in the world to do it that way. I'm so glad that we adopted that rule, you know, 10 or however many years ago, 15 years, 15 years ago or something like crazy like that. But it makes so much sense that all my leagues have ev- it. everyone should do it. In, all my in, leagues in my opinion, it. I mean, that's one of those fail safe ones that you should definitely do that one. If you don't, if you don't playoffs. pick up anything else from this podcast, uh, um, pick up that. Uh, there's another rule. Our friend Izzy, uh, if from Dynasty Trade Calculator, DTC, we, we yeah. got in a ro- uh, league with them today. It's the Dynasty Nerds versus Dynasty Trade Calculator guys. It's I love I love all those guys. Yeah, and uh, they're good friends. And Izzy had a good rule called the disrespect rule. And and that was uh, this one. This was one of those rules where I was introduced late to the group me chat, and there was like. 15 or 20 messages that I did not even know. And then you guys told me about the disrespect. I'm like, what are you guys, what are you talking about? So explain, pew pew. explain exactly. Explain the disrespect okay. bowl. I know it now, but I was so thrown off. at first. Shout out to Rob Waziak, by the way. Shout out <laughs> Rob for the one, one shout out Rob Waziak. Trev, Trev, Trev. Hey, one of the top dynasty uh, or fantasy football guys in the he world is. today. Yeah. Rob Waziak, not a great dynasty nerds calculator, startup <laughs> league drafter. And I saw it. From day one. Mm-hmm. Um, so disrespect draft is for the first round only. When you do an initial startup after the draft, everybody goes through. Whoever had the, the last pick picks first, I think. Is that what we did? Like, so you have the 12th pick I or something? I feel like it was a randomized. Oh, it was a randomized. Randomized pick. Year randomized. one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you go down in order, and you get to pick somebody else's team that you think will be the worst team in the league, and you get their first round pick. Yep. So now this is the only league I do it in. And it's probably the, one of the only things I would do it in, but I still love the rule. Like, I I love it for this league. I love it. I was going to say, it's it takes a fun bunch, I think, to pull off. Prevents tanking. It, it definitely prevents tanking. Um, and the banter that goes back and forth due to this rule is is pretty amazing. Rob Waziak. Uh, <laughs> 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 but, but as like a... 
as like a, a purist, like it hurts my soul a little bit to know that I don't get my own first round draft pick. And your like, team was bad. Ever. <laughs> like ever. Like I never get Well, it. I think, I think, now again, I wish we had Izian to talk about. I think after the year's over, you could pick your own team, I believe. I, I, maybe I, not. I, we don't know how year two works. Uh, but but it, you can't, it, then you just pick the second worst. I was going to say, I feel like it just rolls over though, and the worst person gets to pick first. Yeah. So, so whoever finished, yeah. Whoever finished, so Rob Waziak who finished first or worst, worst. and I picked his team to fi- finish worst. Yeah. So I had the 1-1. One, one. Nailed it. You got trapped. Yeah. Saw it clear as day, Rob. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a super flex. So you're getting Trevor, flex, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Thanks for Trevor. And it's my only share of Trevor McGett. Thanks. Thanks to Rob Waziak. And <laughs> it's going to be where now Rob will have the first choice of a different team that he wants to pick. So like you right. finished with the second worst team. So I get to, I get to choose my, and, my, and, Rob, and Rob would most likely pick your first round pick. Right. It's the best odds or, but you never know. Some people just have a lot of injuries that year. They don't right. know. But what you do is you pick a team that you if he was smart he would, would not he, he would not pick mine. I, my I team is on the rise. On the rise <laughs> up. So, but it, what it, what's what's nice about that rule is it absolutely prevents tanking because mm-hmm. you'll never have your own first round pick. So you're going to try and win as many games as possible, not the screw over the person that has your first round pick. So I I do like that rule. Now I always I'm a firm believer in the worst team. Like people are like. Oh, you should do a lottery to prevent that. No, yeah. no, no, no. The worst team in dynasty should always get the first pick because it's a, it's the only way to keep complete, have like fair competitive balance. Yeah. Over no, the years. So with that in mind, I feel like this rule is not for the faint of heart. It's not for a newcomer to dynasty. This is kind of one of those things where if you want, if you're kind of bored with some of the leagues that you're in, this is a good way to spice up your league and oh, you should have, yeah. And you should have a fun bunch that can dish and take, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Cause it's, it's going to be that kind of nasty it's a shit talking league. That it's going to be that kind of nasty league. Um, where there's a lot of shit talking going on and uh, a lot of back and forth. So, I, I do like it from that respect. I it hurts to me, like I said, to not have my first round draft. Pick, well, you should so. pick somebody else's. You should have picked Rob's pick. You're right. You should have. Right. You know, but then again, like I said dynasty's ever changing. But yeah. you could always pick like the following year somebody else's bad team, and you never know. So I like the rule. Mm-hmm. I would do it again in a different league with like friends. But again, it has to be like it's more of like like our. It's a league industry league, so it's way more fun. Exactly that way. But mm-hmm. yeah, you always pick. You go down in order. So like you have the second pick. In the draft this year, well, I traded it because I knew that I I did not have my own pick, so I just got I just got frustrated by the end of the year and end up. Tra- I got Antonio Gibson, so it wasn't like I gave it away. I, I was happy to have have. You had somebody it. else's first round pick, exactly. So it didn't matter. No, it didn't matter where it finished. But we ended up finishing like back to back. Okay, like it well, wasn't, it so wasn't. if you finish it like so if you finish yeah. second, then you'd have the second pick of somebody right. else's team, and so on and so on. But then you do have your original pick after that. So like Rob has two one right. Right. And whatever other whatever other pick he has, that's not one one for so, sure. So yeah, I mean, there's still at least that where you get to pick high in the second round if you're bad. But okay. yeah. then there's um let's talk about why no kickers in defense. Well, Rich, take the floor on this one. I mean, kickers in defense I mean, I just feel like terrible. <laughs> take the floor. I hate kickers in defense, you should a- you should play some solid defense and kick both of them out of your league. Yeah, it's a terrible rule. Kickers and defenses. They're, they're wasted because, spaces on your roster. And it, again, we play, we play dynasty to get rid of that redraft luck, right? Yeah. All kickers and defenses do is introduce that random luck. All of a sudden, Justin Tucker had a 25-point game, and Tampa Bay had five interceptions, and one of them for a touchdown. They had 25 points game. Now, you just lost your league or playoff game because some dumbass kicker or some stupid defense scored 50 points, and it's just a random luck game. Now, there's no difference between your player that goes out there and catches three touchdowns in a game where it's random luck too, but it's like that is so random where anybody could do it. Well, I guess anybody, any player could do it too, but it's, it's, <laughs> there's no consistency to it whatsoever. It's so luck there's no year in year out value to it. I feel like the I hate it. I feel like the NFL doesn't even like kickers. Like no. they're just trying to get rid of. They're like, oh yeah, why don't you kick a field goal? Why don't you kick an extra point from fifty yards next year? We hate <laughs> you. Go for two. Nobody likes you. You stupid kicker. Take off your shoes. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, sorry kickers. It's nothing personal. Uh, <laughs> but but seriously, there's no need to have them on your dynasty. If you're starting a new one, don't 
you know, make sure to not include them in your startup draft and, and in your plans. The defense, you know, we've been trying to phase them out in many of our leagues for years. The best that we got in some of these longstanding leagues was in one league. Yeah. We limited the amount that you could have on your roster to two. So that way, because there was people, I mean, they hoard all the defense. They, they hoard all the defense. There's absolutely nothing. So it forces you then to also hoard at least two on your roster. So that's two stupid spaces you're taking up for a defense. But now, you know, we, we limited it to two. So at least there's something on, on the waiver wire for, for most bye weeks and stuff like that. So it at least allows me to free up one spot by only keeping one stupid defense on my team in some leagues. But No new leagues we do have kickers and defenses. None. They're all banned. Uh, and yes, we are still – our old league, which is going yeah. to year 18, still has kickers and defenses. Every year Every I year. vote – uh, so we, we, do br- we bring it up, we vote, and it gets it gets shot down. It's getting closer. It's getting way closer. It's getting closer. So originally, yeah, it, it was only three people would vote yeah. yes to get rid of it. We're up to six. We are up to six. One, One more person. Kickers, defenses, gone forever. When I screenshot our league, people were like, whoa, you still play kickers defenses? I'm like, yeah, it's 18 years old. <laughs> they just they won't, won't give it up. The habit. <laughs> and so one guy's like, well, I have Justin Tucker. Why would I vote for a different rule? I'm like, yeah, fair point. Yeah. Fair point, but everyone hates these stupid kickers. Um, and then there's also keeper versus true dynasty. Some people play in keeper leagues, and they say it's a dynasty league. That's not true. No, I'm I'm in one keeper league. Um, Just play dynasty. What's the point? Right, and and that guy recently joined a dynasty league with me, so we'll see if <laughs> we'll see goes. we'll see if he retains his love for the keeper league. I know the keeper league is very close to his heart. It, it's like a it's a fan, it's a very friends oriented league that he's had for a long period of time, so it's probably not going anywhere. But well, our dynasty league started off with a lot of people that were in a redraft league, and we played keeper league, and that's right. and th- that's how it started. Like, oh, I want to keep this player. Like, well, what if we keep more players? And yeah. Like, oh, there's a thing called a dynasty league where you're supposed to keep all your players. Like, okay, what are the rules? I don't know. Let's make them up. Yep. So yeah, a keeper league, you just keep a couple players or a draft spot. It's I don't like them. Just no, play it's like a it's like a mishmash. It's kind of like a. A gateway drug to dynasty. <laughs> I feel like that's that's the best way to Bill describe Cosby's it. Bill Cosby's you that one. Uh, that's the best way to. That doesn't make sense. Please Wait. don't say Bill Cosby on this show. That's a wrong yeah. analogy. Yeah, it was. I said gateway drugs. I was just thinking people would take advantage of people with drugs, and it was Bill Cosby. Bill, yeah, that was Bill Cosby. He's a bad man. Um, moving on, please. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, there's obviously some other nuances and, and different kind of leagues, too. Uh, you and I aren't necessarily specialists in them, but there's IDP. The, the, the one, actually, the, the keeper league that I'm in is IDP-oriented as well. And it opens up a whole new, I guess, ball of wax. I'll never plan one. I'm, it's, it's, not <laughs> something I, like, it's not something I love. I, I, you know what I mean? I, I'm in it. I like, I like the people that are in it, so I'm still in the league. I don't love IDP, though. Body people love it, and yeah. I encourage you, if you into that, try it. Because all the people, yeah. like my good friend John Glosser, who leads our de- uh, IDP team, who does a great job with that, swears by it. Yeah, they, I, mean, they, just, I just tell people, like, I put too much time into, like, what I do now with Dynasty. Like, I, I'm not a casual player. Like, this is, I have to study these players. I don't have time to study all these defensive players. That's the thing. that And that is definitely the thing with it. It's very time-consuming. Even just setting a lineup is is more time-consuming because you, you have to – there's nine or you know eight or nine more people that you have to check to make sure they're not on their bye week and fill a spot. It's just like oh my gosh, but man. it might be your thing. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's a, we have a great dynasty team or IDP team. Our uh, our staff, you should check those out. Right. There's the uh, Debbie is very popular now too. Explain Debbie for uh, you draft kids out of high school. Yeah, basically it's it's you have them throughout the, their entire college process and and. Into the pros, right? I mean, it's same thing. Right. Or, or that's just you draft college players. I think Canton to Canton leagues. Yes, CDC campus to Canton. Campus to Canton is high school all the all way. way to. Yep. Uh, it's it's crazy all the way and through the pros. If Garrett was here today, he'd be talking about this. Garrett and Jared are all about that. We have yep. a really good campus to Canton league uh, staff on there, like Matt McCoy. We have a really good strong Debbie team, like Jared Wackerly, Garrett Price. So. Whatever these leagues are, the most important thing is we've got you covered at DynastyNerds.com. Right. And, and I think they're gonna they're planning on doing uh, videos to cover all those: the IDP, the Debbie, the the CDC. Check it out. Yeah, yep. we're gonna so have, we're gonna be, have a lot of videos on our YouTube channel. Of that'll course. be coming soon. Yep. If you're watching YouTube now, thanks for watching. If not, we subscribe. Hit that likes button, notification button, subscribe button. Get on there. 
We have the YouTube channel. All we have balance. a lot of unique YouTube content coming out throughout the offseason as well. Just as we have so much unique content on DynastyNerds.com, make sure you check that out. you got to use that Dynasty GM tool like we always talk about. The Dynasty <sighs> GM tool. Only getting better. Yeah, they have this new draft board coming up there for all your draft picks, so we you'll be able to little, see. Yeah, we saw a little behind the scenes this past yeah. week. It was awesome. You'll be able to see all, like, you'll be able to see your draft board for your league. Mm-hmm. And we're going to tinker with that. We have so many more things coming from the GM Again, we have the trade calculator on there, your league analyzer. So League analyzer is my favorite thing. It's still, you know, it was one of the, the first best things. In yeah. Dynasty. The yeah, best tool amazing. in Dynasty yep. if you're in multiple leagues. It, yeah, it lets you manage your leagues. So quickly. Like, it so, tells you where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, and where everybody else's strengths are. Weaknesses in this are. nice visual chart that's right there in front of you. Boom. Yep. Trade calculator, team portfolio, player cards to show you where all these players are in every league. It's the best tool in Dynasty Fantasy Football today, and it's absolutely free to try. Yep. All you got to do is go to DynastyCenters.com, click on it, put in your uh, what you put in your email, and that's it. That's it, man. And then you can try it for three days, three days, and you'll stay forever. Yep. Check it out, DynastyCenters.com. We all cool, cool stuff on there, good content, free content. Our rankings are about to be up there yeah. uh, for free here really soon, too. So everybody can use those and utilize those and check out some free uh, Dynasty Nerds gear. Not free, but you can buy some of that stuff. Yeah, look at this swag. Support the site. Yep. Uh, and that's it. For the show. All right, buddy. We'll be back next week with uh, some healthy guys. All right. I'm at Dynasty Matt. I'm at Dynasty Rich. Adios.